Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. This is where Jesus heals the Gerasene demoniac. And this text is parallel to Matthew 8, 28 through 34. We did a devotion on that in episode 490. And Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, we did a devotion on that in episode 603. And we're going to do an episode on this one because I'm going to focus on something a little bit different. But I would recommend going back and listening to both of those because they fill out the entire story in a way that won't be done in just this devotion. Let's jump into Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 42. We're going to read the whole thing, and then I'm going to come back and focus on one specific element of this. And to give you a hint on what I'm going to land on, I want to challenge you as we read this to think about how you and I might be like the Gerasene demoniac. We'll come back to that in a sec. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time, he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house, but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, and for many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked, asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with Jesus, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. So we cover a lot of things that are in that text in the parallel devotions that I mentioned earlier, episode 490 and 603, that I'm not going to cover now. But I asked you the question at the beginning, how do you see yourself and me being similar to the demoniac. I think this story can be a helpful reminder to us of really what our spiritual condition is apart from Christ. I'd never really thought of it this way, but we actually are pretty close representations in our natural condition of what this demoniac is. It's easy for us to read this story about this crazy guy running around the tombs and just it's almost unrelatable. But when you really sit down and think about it and start drawing some parallels, it's like, whoa, that's me, man. So how are we like this demoniac? Well, it says right out of the gate that he had demons. In other words, he was possessed by evil and without something intervening, he was headed to hell. And that's exactly how we show up on earth. We're filled to the core with evil, sin, disobedience, opposition to God. Scripture describes us as his enemies in our natural condition. And if there's not an intervention that takes place, namely, if we don't put our faith and trust in Christ, who gives us his righteousness upon faith, who allows our penalty for sin that needs to be paid to God to be paid because of what he did on the cross, if there's not 
not that kind of an intervention, then we, like the demoniac, are headed to hell. It says that he wore no clothes. Well, the demoniac was physically naked. We are spiritually naked. We bring nothing of spiritual value to this relationship with God. Nothing. Everything that we're clothed with is from him. We're naked spiritually, and that's unacceptable. We have to be righteous. And so when we put our faith in Christ, like I mentioned a second ago, we get to be clothed with the righteousness of Christ. In our natural condition, though, we're not clothed like that. We're butt naked in a sense that is far more stark than just physical. It says that he had no home, but he lived among the tombs. Well, we can relate to that. I mean, this earth is no home to speak of. Most of us are going to be here for 70 or 80 or 90 years, depending on what the Lord's will is with our lives. But this isn't our home. And in our natural condition, if this isn't our home, and if we don't know Christ, and therefore heaven isn't our home, we have no home. Not only that, but we're hanging out in the tombs. This guy is living where dead people are. Apart from Christ, friend, that's you and me. We're dead men and dead women walking. And we're around others that are dead men and dead women walking. Not that different from this demoniac, are we? A couple more. It says that he was bound in shackles and chains. Well, again, in our natural condition, we are bound in shackles and chains. Scripture says that we're slaves to sin in our natural condition. We're chained to sin. We can't do anything except sin apart from faith in Christ. Stephen Curtis Chapman, who's one of my favorite Christian artists, by the way, if you live in the Cedar Falls area, he's going to be in concert on September 11th at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Tickets will be available later in July on their website. You might want to check that out. But he's got a song called Remember Your Chains. And here's what the chorus says. Remember your chains. Remember the prison that once held you before the love of God broke through. Remember the place you were without grace. When you see where you are now, remember your chains and remember your chains are gone. What's interesting about that song, and I'll link it in the show notes for this podcast, is that it's set in a story of somebody who's in prison, realizing that even though they're physically chained up, they're spiritually freed of their chains. But apart from faith in Christ and in our natural condition, just like this demoniac, we know all too well what it means to be bound up in shackles and chains. And finally, it says that he was driven into the desert by these demons, by this evil that was inside him. Now, in our natural condition, apart from faith in Christ, we aren't physically driven into a desert, but you could use desert as a metaphor for a place where you go that's dry and fruitless. There's no life there. And what's incredible to think about is that being driven into the desert in our lives can look something very different from that, but it is no less that. I believe there are people who are driven into the desert who are successful millionaires. It looks good on the outside, but they don't know Christ and they are in the desert. People who are in the desert can look proud and self-sufficient. People who are in the desert can look like they're living the all-American in life. Beautiful house, beautiful spouse, couple beautiful kids, a respectful career, a good reputation in the community. You wouldn't think that's like the desert, but apart from Jesus Christ, it is the desert. Because if that's all it is, it's fruitless, it's dry, it's arid. There's nothing going on of spiritual significance. Friends, when we identify with the Gerasene demoniac, I think it makes us humble. I think it reminds us of our position related to God's, and I think it makes us very, very grateful, those of us who trust Christ, for the fact that God reached out to us in the person of Jesus, gave us eyes of faith so we could trust him and receive the benefits that undo our dire situation, not unlike the Gerasene demoniac's dire situation was also undone. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader, God Design 
design three social institutions to shape our lives, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.